welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Lifestyle Solopreneurs, today we get to speak with Chris Larson. He is the founder and managing partner of Next Level Income. He's been investing in and managing real estate for over 20 years. While still a college student, he bought his very first rental property at the age of 21. From there, he expanded into development, private lending, buying distressed debt, as well as commercial offices, and ultimately syndicating multifamily properties. He began syndicating deals in 2016 and has been actively involved in over $400 million worth of real estate acquisitions. He's passionate about helping investors become financially independent. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you, Flavia. Great to be here. It's fantastic to have you. And I often like tell people this. I'm like, I promise, I absolutely promise that just because I'm into real estate and I love real estate as like my favorite <laughs> investment class, I am not handpicking guests who are, you know, exclusively in real estate. If you listen to the show, you know, we have all kinds of entrepreneurs on the show, everything from, you know, we've had people that design t-shirts for a living. We've had people that do all kinds of things, coaching and this and that, but we kind of always circle back to real estate. And I think there's a really good reason for that. And that's because real estate lends itself so well to being a lifestyle business. So Chris, tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got to where you are today and what your journey was like. Yes, thank you for that. And yeah, look, I'll begin by saying I would argue that real estate is a business. And you know, if you look at the way the wealthiest families and the wealthiest individuals have created their wealth, it comes from business or real estate. But you know, I always talk about how commercial real estate is really a business. If you have, you know, like we're buying a 297 unit apartment building, that's really 297 customers that are paying you every month, right? So it's just it's a different type of business. But all businesses have typically equipment. We just have really great tax benefits with real estate. So I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that. But I actually, I started, I've been in real estate a long time. You mentioned it at 21 and I got to get my team to update our, uh, my bio. We're, we're actually over a billion and a half in acquisitions at this point. So that's, that's uh, definitely, definitely got to, got to make sure we got the right, the right bio there. But I really, when I went to college and, you know, right before I turned 21, I really just wanted to race my bike. I went to Virginia Tech, I actually studied engineering, biomechanical engineering. You and I were talking a little bit before the show about my experience in, in the medical world. And people now ask me today, they're like, well, Chris, when did, you, when did you move from the medical device world into real estate? And the truth is, I, I got into real estate before that. And I got into real estate because I was racing my bike. And um, I, I talk about in this my, in my book, which, which uh, if you're listening today, you can get, it, get a free copy at nextlevelincome.com. I'll even send you uh, a copy in the mail, but I was racing my bike. And in between my freshman and my sophomore years, my best friend, who was also my training partner, and he was going to be my roommate the following year, he had a massive brain hemorrhage and he passed away at the age of 18. I went back to school. I'm in engineering. I didn't want to be an engineer. I wanted to race my bike and I put my head down and I, I got to the highest level as an amateur as you can get in this country um, before you turn pro. And my team actually did turn pro, did go pro, 
but I quit. And the reason I quit is because after a year of racing at that level, I wasn't happy. And even, even worse, this is what's, what's interesting, Flavia, I was winning races and it wasn't that I wasn't happy. It was that I was just indifferent. It's like, I didn't feel anything. And I think anybody that's been in a a really powerful relationship, long-term relationship that knows what true love is, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. You know, it's the, it's that lack of emotion. And when you do something basically your entire adult life and you realize that you don't, you don't not enjoy it, you just don't even care about it anymore. It's really disheartening. It really takes you back. And you know, I went, I went to this point back to school where I, I quit racing my bike. I, I literally sold all my bikes. I didn't want to be an engineer. And I'm like, what, what am I going to do? I had to kind of start from scratch. I was like, I got to at least finish my engineering degree. And I, I formed some, some really powerful friendships. And I made this pledge to myself. And if, if the camera was on, you'd see this amazing picture behind me of the Grand Canyon. I keep it up there because I made this pledge when I was about 20 years old that I would live life with no regrets. And this sounds silly, but like when I was in college, I'd, I'd like run into a girl. I'm like, well, I'm going to ask her out. You know, like, don't, don't let a day go by. Like, don't, don't be like, oh, I should have asked her out. Or if a friend said, hey, Chris, we should raft down the Grand Canyon. Don't say no, figure out a way to do it. And that is the way I wanted to live my life. And what I came to realize was that in the world we live in today, if you want to live like that, you have to have resources. You have to have financial resources because it may mean you want to have the best healthcare. It may mean you want to send your child to the best school. It may mean you want to take three weeks off and raft down the Grand Canyon. All these things take, take money. Money's not the key to happiness, but it certainly helps with all these things. So I read over 250 books on all things money, stock market, business, real estate, all these things got an MBA in portfolio management and bought my first property at 21. But I got into the medical device space because I wanted a way to make money that would allow me to continue invest and grow that portfolio. And, you know, being, being in sales, being in med- medical device sales, first and foremost, it's very entrepreneurial. So I, I definitely see myself more as an entrepreneur than a quote unquote, you know, real estate guy, so to speak. I love that you describe yourself as an entrepreneur um, because a lot of people sort of think that entrepreneurship and the world of real estate maybe aren't the same thing. Like real estate seems very sort of established and historically, you know, even the word landlord just sounds very ancient. <laughs> but the, you know, entrepreneur always sounds just kind of like nimble and, and modern and you know, maybe someone who's developing software or doing something like starting this new thing, this new concept. It could be when McDonald's became this like new way to do burgers and do them quickly. but I love that you're an entrepreneur first. You know, what are some of the things you do that that make you feel like an entrepreneur when you're out there in the world of real estate? Because I know that you've done a lot of different things. You haven't just sort of bought a rental property and then just stuck to that and done that for your whole career. You've done lending. I mean, you've done development, which is it's a whole other, you know, you can maybe talk a little bit about the differences there and how you felt about being in that world uh, versus lending versus you know, now you do syndications and we've had a lot of guests on who do multifamily syndicating, um, but not everyone's heard every one of those episodes. So maybe go a little bit into mm-hmm. that as well, just so people can get an idea of yeah. the variety of things that you do um, and and how that plays into you as an entrepreneur. Yes. And so, yeah, let's let's talk about like what an entrepreneur is. And I think it's always been appealing to me being like your, your own boss. 
And I think there's a certain type of person. So, you know, you have people that enjoy, you know, going out and, and solving problems and doing things. I think that's really, I have, I have such a positive view of the world and specifically this country and so much appreciation because we really do a lot to foster entrepreneurship in America. And I believe that entrepreneurs will save the world. I think that if you look back through history, you know, they figure out, you know, ways to, you know, create more energy or, you know, extend life or, you know, provide, you know, even, even providing, you know, opportunities to explore, you know, different, different parts of the world. And you know, this is what entrepreneurs have in common, common is they look to, you know, solve problems that are out there. The other thing is entrepreneurs, it paid last. So they're really like, it's really like the ultimate performance-based compensation. And, you know, I think as a cyclist, you know, I started racing when I was 14 years old. And I, when I was, when I was hiring in the medical device space, I always, I always had a preference towards those that were, were athletes or were in, you know, like, you know, even like, you know, military or special ops or not even, not even just that, but also any high level performer. And that could be like uh, a musician, because if you look at all these things, it takes, it takes a few key characteristics, you know, all of these things. It takes a plan, it takes discipline, and it takes delayed gratification to get those results. So, you know, if somebody is, is going out every day, and I just, I just saw a little Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps clip that my son's lacrosse coach put up on uh, their Instagram feed, uh, or maybe it was Facebook, but I guess they're both the same kind of now, nowadays, right? But it said, you know, Michael Phelps was saying, and for those that don't know, he's probably the best swimmer that, that's ever lived, at least in modern history. He said, I train 365 days before the Olympics every single day. And he was talking about the importance of discipline. And he said, even when I didn't want to. So, you know, you have to have a plan to be successful. You have to have discipline to do the hard things every day, even when you don't want to do them. And then those results, Michael Phelps wasn't the Olympic champion the, the day he started swimming. It took him years and years to get to that point. So that's what really being an entrepreneur is. When it comes to real estate, yeah, I started in the residential space. My first property was a three-bedroom townhouse in Blacksburg, Virginia, where I went to college. I did a house hack back then, which we didn't call it that. We just rented the rooms out to people. But Today we do syndication. So what's a syndication? It's really just, it's like a team sport. You're bringing investors in. That's what we do at Next Level Income. We, we try to invest like a family office. I go and find operators. I find deals that I like that make sense that I can have long-term partnerships with. And then I invite my investors to come along with me to invest in these deals. And what do they get? They get a lot of times deals that they wouldn't have access to anywhere, anywhere else. Like we do car washes. We have an operating team that's vertically integrated with with my partners and you know that means that our investors get specific benefits with that same thing with the mobile homes the mobile home parks that we invest in and then what happens as a as a general partner is that we pay our investors first and then if the deals perform then we get paid on the back end and if they do really really well then we get paid even more on the back end so you know the investors like it because they get they get the first profits they get you know even more of the the next layer of profits. And then even when we split, you know, it's typically a 90-10 or 80-20 or 70-30 or 50-50 split. Even at 50-50, our investors are getting half the profits. So if we make a ton of money, everybody's everybody's a lot happier at that point. And again, that's that's entrepreneurship. That's, you know, being an elite athlete. That's being a syndicator. 
they all have have these similar things in common in my perspective. What's next for you? Is it more of what you're doing now? Do you want to just yeah. stay on this path or because, you know, you've done a lot of different things. Are there any things on your to-do list in, you know, careers and, and entrepreneurial ventures that you haven't yet done that you plan to get into? That's a great question. And, you know, thanks for, thanks for kind of, you, I go on a lot of podcasts, you get like softball questions and that sort of thing. But I will say that at some point, you know, you realize you, you, you start out and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to win these many races, you know? And then as I realize, you're like, this isn't really making me happier, you know? And what you realize is it's, it's the journey. It's the friends you meet along the way. Like my best friend, like I talked about, it's those experiences and those lessons you learn. And same thing as you make money, you know, as I made money and I invested money, I had this, you know, this desire to make more money so that I can invest more money and become financially independent that much sooner. But I was working towards a point so I had more freedom. And my coaching clients I work with, Flavia, what's interesting is that you see a lot of people that say, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I want to, I want to become financially independent so I can stop working. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the concept of retirement. What I try to do is find a way to help others achieve financial independence so they can really become the best person that they are. And I think the way I look at it now is what, what can I do to have the biggest impact? Okay. And that happens through our investments because I'm very passionate about that. I think with money, people can have better lives. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, just money, right? It's like, oh, it's just money. But I had this conversation with my son not too long ago. I said, you know, money is really, it's a store of energy. And if, if you break it down, you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to trade my time for money. And then I'm going to trade my money for this thing of value. And maybe I'm going to buy back some of my own time. But what is it? It's really, it's a store of your energy, of your life energy, right? So if I help somebody have more time because they're financially independent, they have a better life. And if somebody is able to do what they want with their life, they can take their you know, God-given talents and they can go out and make the world a better place, which goes back into our initial discussion on entrepreneurship. So whenever we do something now, we're relaunching our coaching program, which I'd shut down because we just didn't have enough time to do it over the past year. But it's a group coaching course. And it's a group coaching course, not because we want to charge more, we're actually charging less, but it's a group coaching course because we can have a bigger impact. And that's kind of how the lens that we look through things. So how can we, how can we impact people in a bigger way? So from a business perspective, that's kind of what, what drives me. But I will tell you that right now, my boys are actually probably by the time this airs, because my son's about to turn 12. So my boys are basically 12 and 14. And everything I do now is through the lens of, can I still be the best father for my boys? Can I, like, I, they have a concert tonight I'm going to be going to. Can I coach their cycling team? Can I see their lacrosse games? I've become like the team videographer and I'm not a lacrosse player, but I love to be able to watch them. And I love to be able to record their teammates and share those, those moments with their parents and their, their parents get to share them with their friends and family members. And I get a lot of, a lot of pleasure out, that, out of that. So over the next five to 10 years, that's really going to be my, my motivating factor is I want to achieve these things in business, but I'm not going to do them at the sacrifice of time with my family. How does real estate allow you to make these decisions and choices and to be present with your family? Because there's so many jobs and careers out there that are, you know, inconsistent with 
with the goal yeah. of being there for your kids' games, right? Or being there for all of their special events. Yes. Yeah, so let me, I'm going to answer the question, but I'm going to answer it a little differently. So I think we were talking before the show and, and like this, like work-life balance came up and I, I'll never forget it. I was, I was starting my real estate business, like in, you know, as we expanded from just my own portfolio to syndications, as I was running a medical device distributorship and I was working 16 hours, six days a week. One of my mentors said to me, he's like, you can't keep that up. And I said, I know it's like training for an event. You know, you're digging yourself this hole to help make you super fit for an event. But when you get towards that event, you have to pull back and, and rest and, and let your body recover. And investing or entrepreneurship, it's the same thing. You have to put in the time on the front end so that at some point on that day or that period of, of your life that you want to have more time, you can pull back and kind of enjoy the fruits of your labor. So that's what's nice about real estate. It's a get rich slow game. And if you have a formula, I talk about that formula in my book, I talk about the value add strategy that we really follow. And we follow that strategy in multifamily real estate and self storage, and mobile home parks, which we're actually in the process of acquiring about uh, 500 units right now, uh, 500 lots right now, mobile home parks, car washes, all these things, it's the same cookie cutter value add strategy. Yeah, we work with different operating teams with each one of those, our teams are slightly different, but it's the same strategy. So if you can invest or put your money into, you know, whether you call it low risk or, or more predictable strategy, so that that money grows predictably over a period of time and then spits off passive income. And that's really key, in my opinion, passive income, which real estate has, a business could have that too, if you structure it properly. But that passive income is what's ultimately going to give you that time freedom that I've desired, and I think really can help others, you know, live their fullest lives. And tell us about your book. So what's your book's name? How'd you come up yeah. with the title? I love asking authors that. And where can people find it? Yeah. So as we were trying to figure out the title for the book, Next Level Income, and it became our brand as well. So Next Level Income is, you know, you're, it's like, okay, you have, it's like you have active income, you have passive income. What does everybody want? Everybody wants to take their income to the next level, right? And what is that? For everybody, it, it can mean something different. So Next Level Income the book is not just about the value add strategy and multifamily. It's a little bit about my story, but it also is a guide in how I achieve financial independence from rules like save 50% of what you make, which may like blow some people away, but we talk about how to do that. Talk, it talks about my, my opportunity fund in chapter three. So what do you do? Like, where do you put your money as you're waiting to make an investment or as you're learning about an investment? And then how do you determine what makes a good investment. So it talks about all these different things. And then it talks about, you know, some of the really cool traits and, and, and characteristics that real estate has, like the ability to do a 1031 exchange that we're in the middle of, of performing right now in one of our multifamily deals, which means our investors aren't going to pay tax on their gain. And that means they get to delay paying tax. And if they do that long enough, at some point, that money will go to their heirs or into their trust, and they'll never have to pay tax on that. So it talks about all those different things, a little bit more about my story. It's short. It's easy to read. You can probably get through it in about 90 minutes to two hours. It's written by an engineer, me. <laughs> so I try to get to the point and I'm not the, I may not be the best author in the world, but I try to make it, you know, very, you know, full of value and 
easy, easy to digest. So again, if you want a free copy, you can get it at nextlevelincome.com. Just click on the book link. And if you put your address in, my team will even send you a free copy. That's amazing. Thank you for that. So generous and sounds like a great book. So definitely check that out. Nextlevelincome.com. Your coaching, you said it was something that you didn't do for a while and then you restarted it, you know, got back into it. So tell us what was the catalyst for sort of restarting that and how do people learn more about what you offer? Yeah. So no, we're really excited to, to relaunch the coaching. So I was doing one-on-one coaching Flavia for, for about two years. So after I stepped away from, from doing both the medical device business, as well as my real estate business, I wanted to stay involved and, and I really enjoy mentoring. So I, I started coaching, I was coaching 10 to 12 people, but it's, it's really challenging. Like I'd have, I'd have weeks where I would have 25 phone calls, you know, or more, and you just, you just run out of time. And the challenge was I, I couldn't really, I'd have to charge so much to make it worth my time for the coaching. And I could only coach so many people. So the price was going up because it's like, well, I'm going to coach the same number of people. And if I have 30 people that want to be coached and I can only coach 10, I'll, I'll charge more and kind of reduce that number. So it was this, just this really tough challenge where it was like, I was turning people down or I was charging more money. And the bottom line was the structure wasn't, wasn't optimized. So at the beginning of the year, we, we shut the coaching program down. We totally revamped it, came out with an online course, which is also available on our website. So people can get that online course. And then on January 8th, we're starting our new coaching or we started our new coaching, which you can, you can get in before you can even get in after January 8th. And the nice thing is if you're, if you take part in it, you do get one-on-one coaching calls, but you also get to participate with the community. And that's what we talked about earlier. Like, how do you provide more value? And I can provide value speaking one-on-one, but if you can talk to me and my partner, Matt, and, you know, 30 people in the coaching community, you're going to get a lot more value. And that means we can lower the price point and create more value for our coaching clients. So you can check that out under resources. You can check out our coaching there, or you can email coach at nextlevelincome.com. That's coach at nextlevelincome.com to request more info there. That's awesome, Chris. Any last final words? For someone who's listening, who might be feeling stuck or trapped, perhaps up against a wall, just in what they're doing, what can you offer as far as hope or motivation for what can be? Yeah, look, so I, I faced a lot of different things in my life. I lost my best friend, lost both my parents, lost my father at the age of five. There's stuff that we all face throughout our lives that kind of knock you down on your back. But if you keep getting up, you're going to get stronger every time. And you can't stop that. One of my favorite quotes is from Winston Churchill, where he says, never, never, never quit. And that's paraphrasing. But if you feel stuck, one thing, get up in the morning, write down three things that you're grateful for, and then spend some time, put together what your ideal life looks like in three years. And then everything you do, look through that lens. And if things don't fit in that, start to remove those things from your life. And the things that are positive and will help you towards that vision and those goals that you have, they'll start to flood in and your life will transform. Chris, thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, you've helped so many people through your coaching and your book and just being kind of that inspirational role model. I know you are in your community, for your family, for, for your friends and family that, that know you. And I am now among that, that number of people. I respect you very much. I think what you do is important because you're teaching people how to be financially free and to really set their path in that forward momentum that's going to get them to their goals. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for everything you do, Flavia. And thanks for having me on today. Hey, everyone. 
thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave a review on iTunes, I promise I will read every single review. If you know someone who makes a full-time living from part-time work, and maybe this is you, please visit lifestylesolopreneur.com to nominate a guest or to nominate yourself. Because remember this, money doesn't buy happiness, but money in the hands of a happy person, there is no greater tool. Today's episode was brought to you by the Get Shift Done program. It's a lifestyle-changing online class to help you define your business and lifestyle ambitions and to set goals in a way you've never experienced before. This class will 10x your daily productivity with methods that will blow your mind. And if you use the coupon code podcast, the class tuition is 99% off. Visit GetShiftDone.com to enroll today.